When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Podiman Park. I'm Andrew Burns. That's Gun Shaw. The Yankees are bad. <laughs> <laughs> and we're done here. And roll credits. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the Yankee of the Week is us for doing this, and the man for the week are the Yankees. <laughs> for being the Yankees. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it is not a fun season fun stretch by any means and we all know that and i don't like them yeah and as you can imagine it's not very compelling to motivate yourself to talk about them so like we have not podcasted i guess at this point a week and a half and we had that was our first podcast in i think a couple weeks at that point we had done one right after the trade deadline but i mean there's only so many different ways you can say that the yankees look like dog shit and have a bad manager, have a probably a bad general manager now too, and uh, are going nowhere. And a bad owner. Let's just throw yes, that out yes. there too. Yeah, Hal is not scot free and all this. <laughs> yeah, that's and not, Randy, that's Randy not Levine free. sucks. That just always needs to be said as well. A hundred percent. Lawn trusts too. I don't know what you do exactly, but you suck too. He he lawns and trusts. Yeah, it just <laughs> sure. sounds like verbs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and even like. So Sunday night's game, or Sunday night's game, Sunday day's game. Like, oh, cool, the offense actually showed up, they scored some runs, and then Clay Holmes just kind of pooped the bed, and it's like, oh, cool. It's like, oh, do I, can I get mad about this? Because, like, oh, it's Clay Holmes' fault, not just the offense being annoying. And, like, he's been very good for a long time now, so it's, like, allowed to have a a blow-up. But it's just so frustrating overall that, like, even, like, the games that – they almost seem like they're gonna win. They snatch, they snatch it out of it. They snatch it away, and it's just I don't know what to do. Yeah, it's losing in a a new way. So these Yankees are pioneers. They will lose a four run lead in the ninth, the first time in twelve years. And yeah, Clay Holmes has not been the problem this season, but everyone has really bad days sometimes. And boy, he picked the time for it and. There were enough warning signs that, you know, obviously you're not going to turn down wins regardless, but this would have felt like a kind of a hollow series win considering other problems that had cropped up, which are not surprising considering the trend of how the season's been going. But like, you know, they there were some sloppy defense, occasionally some sloppy base running. The offense just totally went to batting against Sandy Alcantara, which I guess you can at least point out to it being Sandy Alcantara. Granted, not 2022 Sandy, but still Sandy. He's been better of late, so I was less mad about it. (laughs) Yeah. So 
it would have felt like, okay, fine, good. You beat the Marlins. I know the Marlins are not bad this year, but that's, that's still not something great to hang on trophy case. So. No, and especially after you lost a series to like the White Sox. Like, Ugh, yeah, that's that again, was the real again, like, right? This is the second one they lost to them this year. Yes, they lost the season series to literally the 2023 Chicago White Sox. They went into that series against the White Sox with that team in somehow in even more disarray than it had been at any other point in the season. They traded most of their good players or at least their functional players at the deadline. They had like Luis Robert Jr. and not much else. Dylan Cease was walking the ballpark. The Yankees could not score, and they lost two out of three games. This miserable team that's been sniping at each other like in the days beforehand, and the Yankees are like, no, don't worry, we got this. We're gonna lose anyway. Yeah, like I forgot which game of that series it was, but they had like two hits to start the game, and then they just immediately crapped the bed, and it was just like all momentum was lost in the first inning, right then and there. Yeah, because it, it was like I think it was who, who was it um. I think Jake Bowers let off with like a, a single and then like or something. I forget what happened. It eventually just ended up. It, with yeah, like... it was um, it was the Clevenger game, the uh, finale. They got two singles from Bowers and Judge. Then Torres hit into a double play and then they went to bed. <laughs> They're like, all right, we've had a day. They never, they only got one more hit against Clevenger. And they tallied a, some run, a run against a White Sox reliever who literally did not get anyone out. And then they went back to bed. Was it Bowers who was like uh, trying to advance to third on Judge's single, and it was just like, "What the hell are you doing, guy?" Yeah, 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 man. And it's and like, that oh, was cool. um, that was the game when they used Ian Hamilton as the opener for Sevy, and then Sevy was bad anyway. <laughs> yeah, Sevy being yeah, bad they... is just inescapable at this point, and it's awful. And it's even, but it's also darkly amusing that like. They just keep losing starters and they have to keep pitching him. <laughs> <laughs> like, my only thing with that is, like, the Yankees, it, like, having an up opener, like Ian Hamilton open for Severino, is just, like, it's just a perfect culmination of the Yankees. Because, like, they think they're the smartest people in the room. They think that they want to be so cute. They're like, oh, no, we figured this out. He just needs to not pitch in the first inning. No. Like that was not like anybody could have told you that that was not going to be effective. But yeah, his first inning numbers were probably worse than any other numbers. Sure, I'll give you that. But the other numbers were also bad. Like it's just he is just not capable of pitching to major league batters right now. Like yeah. I'm sorry, and I love I love Luis Severino. He comes but... in, double the Moncada, ground out, single to Grandal, scores a run, then a two run homer by Oscar Colas, who is a rookie. So man. <laughs> it's I, I almost can't I almost have to laugh because if I think too much about Sevy, it just makes me sad and we've talked about this before but like how important he was to this generation of baby bombers and now he's just awful there's nothing that they could really do except just keep running him out there because everyone keeps dropping and they don't really have replacements because the replacements are already in <laughs> Domingo Herman and now Nestor Cortez who in the time since we last podcasted came back then got injured again <laughs> Well, don't forget he had a weird like thing where he was scalping tickets to the Marlins games too. <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not over that. Like, and you know what the funny part is? Like, he came back and he looked really good. He did four innings, eight strikeouts. I was like, oh, maybe against the maybe, Astros. Yeah, like maybe, maybe we're finally getting some positive light. Nope, immediately just <laughs> no hope, no hope. Also, don't forget Carlos Rodon also went back on the IL since oh, we last recorded. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, and that one is just like okay, maybe that's maybe we're all just better for that anyway because he's uh, there's like, there's bad. a whole <laughs> this rate. there's a whole book that could be written about Carlos Rodon's 2023 and how weird and bad it's been. <laughs> yeah, and just to clarify, Domingo Armand is not pitching at all for the rest of the season because he's in uh, rehab for alcohol abuse. Just yeah, and to... that's its own. I don't want to say bag of worms because I feel like that's derogatory and like. It alcoholism is a very serious thing, and a hundred percent. We the he did he's definitely someone who needs who needed to get help, and you see you read the stories of what was going on, and it's like okay, glad that at least that was resolved, but it's just another chapter for this this weird team and this that that weird season, which I think we talked about last time too, was already a very strange story of how it's gone in twenty twenty three, and now it's just taking a whole other turn, so. Yeah, I think I think I went on like a two minute tangent and during the last time we recorded about just how quote I use I think I used the word at the time fascinating his season had been just because I mean obviously none of this had come to light at that point. Right. But yeah. I think it was actually like a it, few hours after we had like posted it and then yeah. it's like because we were talking about how like, you know, oh maybe Severino won't make his next start because you're not gonna boot Herman and then you know, Herman's personal life booted him. So Yeah. yeah. In also, other news, since also we last in recorded. stuff that happened since we last recorded, Anthony Rizzo, which we will not get into at length since it's been well covered at this point how much the Yankees beefed this. And we fully agree with that. And there's just not much we can say like a week after the fact. Like, oh, extra insight. Very good. Yeah, I'm just going to, we're just, we both agree this was a piss poor job by Yankees management coaching and everything. And they're all idiots. Catastrophically poor to like not notice something that was going on for two months. I know that like some of this depended on Rizzo bringing it up, but the fact that there didn't, there didn't seem to be like regular tabs on this head injury. And also when he brought it up, then they played him for three days, for three games. And Boone was like, Oh yeah, there was never any question that we were going to play him. It's like, what the hell are you guys doing? Okay. <laughs> oh, not that that's out better... of our system. <laughs> In, in better news since we've last recorded. And what's this is what's actually, the better news? Tell me. <laughs> ben Vorpa hit a home run. And his and his home run call by John Sterling was Big Ben Strikes 12. That is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that is that literally. Is fantastic. That might literally be the only good news. My God. Yeah. I had to struggle for it, but I found it. <laughs> hey, you, you, you landed it. You landed it. So... Congratulations, Ben. Uh, Anthony Volpe had a couple home runs in Miami. Those are nice to see. I will give him that. Um, Garrett Cole should have won a game yesterday. Sorry, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's defense gonna be su- and relief pitching betrayed him. It's going to be super frustrating just hearing random people talk about like Garrett Cole's like win total this year, like as if that is important at all. Can we just get rid of wins? He's just, he's just gone full like late 2010s to Grom with the Mets. But <laughs> when he was like winning uh, Cy Youngs and I think had like 10 wins in one of those seasons because right. pitching on bad Mets teams. <laughs> but like, and he absolutely deserved it. Like, let's, oh, yeah, just, totally. let's just get rid of this stupid win stat. It's yeah. dumb. Yeah, ready? <laughs> 10, and, 10 and 9 and 11 and 8 during his Cy Young award winning seasons. Yeah. Which were, again, I, two of the most dominant pitching seasons we've seen in the modern era. But like... He was stuck yeah, on the and, Mets. And now Garrett Cole is stuck on the Yankees. In those 17 losses, he probably gave up like 14 runs total. Yeah, at home, yeah. There were definitely so many <laughs> games there when he was losing like one nothing, 2-1 yeah. or something like that. It was like every, like you'd see it like every five days. Jacob DeGrom uh, pitches like seven innings, one run ball, takes a loss. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it was quite literally tungsten normal Doyle before tungsten normal Doyle. Yeah, and sometimes he would even get the home run too because he was a pretty good hitter, as I recall. So. Yeah, <laughs> for a pitcher, not a, not Otani category, but who is? And yeah, fair. Yeah, so Yankees, they stink. They we don't just, like a, them. They're a bad team that has won one series since the beginning of July, and that was against the Royals. But, like, you know what the annoying part is? The really annoying part is if you ask them, they probably feel like they they have some sort of moral victory just for splitting the series with the Astros. Mm-hmm. They're no, probably totally. like, yeah, like, we, we did it. They, they probably think they swept them in, like, <laughs> in their heads. <laughs> like, we did like, it. Like, <laughs> Bader, after the split, was talking about, like, you know, we played hard. We uh, thought it was good. You know, we just got to keep playing our brand of baseball. And, like, I, I will give credit to, like, the beat writers at this point. I mean, I give credit to them anyway, but, like, they're like right after the fact they're saying like the Yankees are just a 500 team they've been like this for like the last 100 200 games and yeah like no we just got to get back to our brand of baseball it's like dude what are you even talking about this is who you are your your brand of baseball is extremely mediocrely average not like yeah. Harrison Bader specifically the Yankees right now I'm talking about yeah I mean even but like also kind of Harrison Bader <laughs> Yeah, I just didn't want to personally pick on him, but I was like, yeah, he hasn't really earned any saving grace, so I'll pick yeah, on him. He is a he is almost the definition of this team. He's a fine player. Sometimes he'll flash excellence, especially in defense, but for the most part, he's just fine or sometimes underwhelming. And boy, is that this team because who Nelly? It, it ain't good. It ain't good. No, not at all. And I I'm expecting them to be thoroughly pants this week by the Braves. Oh my god, yeah. And Severino has to pitch against them too, and it's like good good lord, what is what is gonna happen? If, if so we know how we talked about like the series split with the uh, Houston was a was a moral victory for them. If they allow less than fifteen runs to them in like the Severino start, that's a moral <laughs> victory too. Like we did it. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. They we get, did it. They get like one win. And it's by one run, and they're like, you know, I think we won this series. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess who, who just so they? people know where we are in this moment in time, the Yankees are five games out of a wild card spot. Toronto has that, and then they're, Seattle's a game and a half behind Toronto. Boston's three games behind Toronto. And then there's the Yankees, who were also, I should say, only a game and a half ahead of the Angels, who were their own, you know, par show since the trade deadline. But, you know, horror shows all come in different shapes and sizes. Like, it's been a few weeks that I keep saying this, like, how the hell is this team still over 500? But there's a very good chance by next week they're not. Yeah, I mean, they are like... It's finally, it's finally coming to fruition. Yeah, they have been flirting with it long enough, and now they're just frustrating bad enough and underwhelming enough that they might well find a way, especially with this matchup this weekend against the Braves. Then they got to play the Red Sox this weekend. They haven't really played the Red Sox well all year, even though the Red Sox are only a fine team, but the Yankees are one in five against them. And if you recall, they got thoroughly swept and pants the last time they played them at Fenway. Uh, yeah, they'll be in the Bronx this time, but I, do you expect anything different? I don't. No, the, the Red Sox are like, they, they, they show their true colors when they're facing anybody besides the Yankees, but when they're facing the Yankees, the Yankees let them act, act like they're like the 2007 Red Sox or whatever, they're like actually good team, and they're yeah. not. <laughs> like, oh man, Chris Sale, he's he's really good. He's like the Cy Young Award winner. It, he, and he just got activated again, right? Yeah, he's back, baby. Yeah. Are, are the Yankees going to face him? Probably. Are they going to get pants by him? Probably. Yeah. 
Yeah, I haven't looked up the schedule yet because I we're not to the point right now where I am looking ahead to any Yankees opponents. It's just like, let's just see what happens and see how bad this gets, you know? Yeah. There's just nothing to look forward to with this team. No, because, like, theoretically, it would be Judge at bats, but, like, at this point, Judge shouldn't even be playing. Like, get him off the foot, get him off the field, make sure he's rested and safe for next year because this is not a team worth, like, breaking your foot for. No, yeah, like... You, you you can't even enjoy the judges at bats. Even like, and that's not even like, oh, because he's been bad. No, he's still been good since coming back from the IL. It's just we just don't agree with the fact that he's playing. Yeah, at all. yeah. Like in a vacuum, of course, it was cool to see Judge like Homer like almost over the batter's eye. I am mean, just because that's always fun to see. But no, he should he shouldn't be playing right field. It was awkward watching him like run after like doubles or triples in the ninth, whatever that was. And, you know, it's just you worry about how much the Yankees are endangering 2024 by keeping him out there. And like, he's never going to be the one to say, take me out. You're going to have to be. You're going to have to force it. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have to be the ones to say like, no, sorry, man, we need you to sit because this isn't happening. A hundred percent. Like, and so like you, you, like, you don't want that from judge either to be like, oh no, I'm done. I'm, I'm out. Like, of course not. Like this, this, he's your leader. He's your captain. So I get it. Yeah. But Yeah. It's it's pretty bad. Have we caught up on all the notable news? Uh, probably. I mean, it sounds like is there? sounds like Rodon will come back as soon as he's eligible. But like, and I, I guess that's something like if he feels like he's okay to pitch in the back, is it a problem? Sure, it's have him like get some starts under his feet so that can again come back strong for next year i think any plans have to be focused on 2024 at this point like yeah 100 percent. but it would be nice to see some positive positive energy from like just positive results from rodan before the end of the year i guess yeah just so year one isn't a complete wash or negative thing but who knows yeah it seems like injuries and other stuff have basically pushed Brito and Randy Vasquez in the rotation. I don't think that either of these guys are the answer to the future, but again, try it out. Why not? Michael King, they've been talking about maybe we'll stretch him out again as a starter because he broached the idea and they're kind of desperate. So sure, why not? I don't know how well it'll go, but if he wants to try it, I mean, it's not like he's going to gain anything by, you know, being the fireman guy for the rest of the season. So, hey. Sure, go for a five-minute yeah. start or whatever if you can get there. I, I guess, yeah. Just just don't ruin and or hurt my poor Michael King. Yeah. As, see, I'm curious how many inning total? Yeah, I was going to look that up. <laughs> oh, he's not going to get to 100. Six, unless he starts pitching five innings. That's true. He's like, that's actually the reason he wants to do it. You know what? You know what? Do it. Do it. Let him get to 100. He's like, listen, I want you to use me like Sandy Alcantara. (laughs) Throw me nine innings. I need to get to 100. (laughs) Do it for a cunch. Yes, it's it's all he needs in this, you know, disaster of a season. (laughs) Yeah. All right. um, (laughs) Let's take a short ad break and we will be right back. And we're back. So. Let's uh let's go ahead and wrap up this bad podcast. Um, let's check in with our BREF leaders. Um, I can't imagine all that much has changed yet again. No, but there is one extremely, extremely, extremely amusing fact on here. 
I'll get to that in a second. So obviously leading 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 the way is Garrett Cole. Mm-hmm. Aaron Judge behind him. Anthony Volpe creeping up to Aaron Judge. Right. They just really got to get that accumulation of like actually playing and you know yeah. doing stuff on defense in the bases. Yeah. Aaron Judge worth three wins. Uh, Volpe at two point eight. So you know not too far behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, Glaber Torres and then Harrison Bader rounding out the top five. Mm-hmm. Michael King, Clay Holmes, Ian Hamilton, and then in ninth place. Is Randy Vasquez? He's moving up, baby. He came back <laughs> He's to the majors. He came back. He pitched uh, three, three and two thirds innings of two run ball, and you know that's good enough to be the eighth best, uh, uh, ninth best player on this Yankees team. Sure. Following. Why not? And then, and then rounding out the top twelve are Clark Schmidt, Billy McKinney, and Tommy Canley, who has pitched for like a week. <laughs> <laughs> I think Kaylee's oh. been here a little bit more than that at this point. No, yeah. Yeah. 29 games, actually, which is more than I thought. But, yeah. That is a cookie. That is significantly more than I thought. <laughs> yeah. I guess, like, he came back in the beginning of June, and they've just been using him like a normal reliever since then. But, yeah. Um, and I guess yeah, it's I just, just like, it was... Clark Schmidt still good, um, which is, again, talking 2024 plans, that's important. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, Clark Schmidt, had, like, from, like, what we were thinking in, like, the first three, four starts of the season to, like, where he is now, it's just – Incredible turnaround. Like, yeah, he, he's not your ace by any means, but he's he's the number two dependent. starter. Like, this is but where we are. Yeah, this is where we are. <laughs> exactly. It's like both good for Clark and bad for the Yankees outlook because Clark Schmidt should not be your number two starter. No, he shouldn't. But at least it, at least he's not just the number two just by default. He's also at least pitching well. Yeah. So like, at least at least I don't hate myself for thinking that. <laughs> yeah. We haven't said all that much about the Yankees' offense this week, but I mean, what what do we even need to say? They're doing the same shit. <laughs> yeah. They scored seven runs yesterday. Congratulations! Woo. Yeah, I, I'm. I, that was more than I expected, and it <laughs> just made the conclusion all all the more amusing. That's like, oh, they blew it anyway, even with uh, this outburst. Right, and that's why I was like, oh, like, do I get mad about this? I don't know anymore. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, I think that like the prevailing attitude throughout, like. Yankees fans online and whoever I've talked to, it's just like, yeah, they're not surprised. It's it like in there have been more deflating losses this season. But like at this point, and like I'm not gonna say it wasn't surprising, I guess, because like anytime you lose a lead like that in the ninth is like catastrophic, but it's also just like, yeah, no, sounds about right. I mean they would do something like that. Hey, between August sixth and August thirteenth, Sunday to Sunday. They have scored seven or more runs four times wow. and lost two of those games. <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> Once to the Houston, which was that Harrison Bader, hey, we showed fight game. <laughs> and then the other was uh, yesterday to Miami. Yay. You love to see it. Yeah. So, but hey, they scored seven or more runs four times in a week. I guess that's positive steps. I happy for them. They have it not was, been uh, shut out since July 28th, which was the game that I saw in Baltimore. They lost one nothing on the walk-off. Oh, jeez. That was a thing. Yeah. 
Feels like so long ago. Yeah. But it wasn't. Somehow before the trade deadline of nothing other than Keenan Middleton. <laughs> Sorry, man. Yeah. And then other guy. Uh, Spencer Howard, who is in AAA nope. and getting lit up and had to leave with the trainer the other day. So, <laughs> Sure. Yeah, why not? All right, cool. <laughs> Congratulations, Brian Cashman. You did it. Yeah, and again, like the decision not to sell your rentals even. It's just, come on. What you... <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. <sighs> but it's in the past now. There's nothing we could do about it. And we'd like the Yankees to be looking more toward 2024. Like, I don't even have a lot of confidence in the guys at AAA right now, but like maybe call some of them up, see, give them some run. Why not? Like, again, we're looking at, we're looking at next season. <laughs> yeah. No. <sighs> get Peraza back least, up here. Who cares? If we had like the, the, the full like 40 person roster in September, at least then, then you'd think like, at least we'll get that, but you don't even have that anymore. <laughs> no. Instead, we're probably going to get like Josh Donaldson back on the field once he's <laughs> active. Probably. <laughs> Let's see what, what the last series is against the Royals. Oh yeah, they're 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 at Kansas City, so he'll come back for like the second and second to last game, hit like a home run, and be like, "I'm back, baby." <laughs> they should do a mini farewell tour for Josh Jones. <laughs> He's like, "I'm not sure if I'm retired." No, it's uh, you know, we're saluting your career. <laughs> <laughs> Well, then, then bring him back in the series before at Toronto. Yeah, that's true. It is funny that, like, actually, like, just from the what the beat writers have been saying, it seems like Donaldson's just, like, healthy, and they sort of, they either, like, were extremely generous with, oh, yeah, let's just throw him on the 60, or they screwed up. But either way, he's not eligible to come back till mid-September. And it's like, he doesn't need to come back. It's okay. Yeah, like, and like, I wonder if like, and like, like, I'm assuming he has to be on board with whatever the hell they're doing, right? Because like, otherwise, there would be like, players' union grievances up the, up the wazoo with the Yankees. Probably wouldn't surprise me if coming to off season we find out that that's actually happening. But yeah. at this point, just with how this team is an organization is run these days, it's just really a joke. Yeah. All right, we've talked about the Yankees enough. Let's get out of here. Let's do the Yankee and. Manfred of the week. Who is your Yankee of the week? Do you have anyone? I'm taking the easy way out, Garrett Cole. Yeah, that's actually, true. you know what? You know what? You know what? You know what? No, I'll go Ben Rortbet and John Sterling. <laughs> Why fair. not? Why not? That's fair. I, I appreciated that. You know, there have been a few times this year when Sterling's just gone. If he hasn't had a call yet for some random guy who came up and hit a home run, he's just been like, oh, it's a home run. But he had something for Rortvet, damn it. And he was going to use it. And Susan Waldman's like, very good. <laughs> <laughs> he's been saving it for like two years now. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, I will take the easy way. I will say Garrett Cole. He should have won a couple games. But, you know, sorry for your team, man. Yeah. That's all I can say. Uh, Manfred of the week, take your pick. Throw throw a dart at the board. See what you hit. I, I, I'll just go with Clay Holmes. I'm like, I, I it's, it's probably a little mean or aggressive, but whatever. Yeah, you can't lose a four run lead of the night yeah to the Marlins. No, no. <laughs> and, and he also Dude. got the double play ball he needed and threw it away. So you know that's also on yeah. him. Yeah, Clay Holmes, I still like you, but. That was not your best showing. No, no. I'm going to go Jake Bowers because he's looked pretty ugly 
recent. The shine is coming off a little bit. He struck out a ton in that Marlins series, and they've been hitting him at the top of the lineup because, you know, he was hitting, but now maybe he is still Jake Bowers. He might not be as bad as the Jake Bowers was a few years ago, but he's still Jake Bowers. So, sorry, man. He is indeed Jake Bowers. Yes. And who knows how much longer we will talk about Jake Bowers or most of these random characters on the 2023 Yankees. I feel like a bunch of these guys will just sort of vanish the way like the 2013, 14, 15, 16 guys seem to, you know? Yeah. Your Dustin Ackley's, your Brendan Ryan's. hundred percent. Like we're going to forget about them by the time the Sporkle quiz comes around. I feel like <laughs> yeah. or maybe they're just so ingrained in our, our brains that we can't remember, forget them. Remember the real Dean question is, Anna? will we forget Aaron Boone by next year? Maybe. I, remember Dean I Anna? Do, I do remember Dean Anna. Raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> You know, who else I, you know who else I think about a lot? What was it David Adams? David Adams, yeah, 2013. Okay. <laughs> I think about him a lot because I remember once, like, super like advocating in the Prince Harry Valley comments, like, he should hit it at the leadoff. And, like, they should give him a chance. Like, you know, because <laughs> I, what the hell did I know? <laughs> I think he was, um, he was coaching in the Yankee system pretty recently. I know he managed Tampa, but yeah, just floating around. <laughs> yeah. Just, just doing his thing. Mm-hmm. David Adams. David Adams. He's like a Pokemon. He just says his name. <laughs> on that note, follow us on Twitter at Podument Park. Follow me, Merns VSA. Uh, what is your recommendation for the week, other than not watch the Yankees? Because that goes without saying. Double, don't watch the Yankees. Ooh, <laughs> bowl. Don't, don't even pay attention to the Yankees. Forget, don't watching them. Just don't even look at the score. Just come back in a week and see. See what happens. Just download our podcast. Listen to what we have to say. We will be your source for the Yankees. So you don't have to worry yourself for it. For the two and a half hours of game time, just listen to this week's podcast on loop every day this week. Yeah. Or just go deep into the archives and listen to Greg Kirkland yelling about Lyle Overbay in 2015. (laughs) That could also be fun. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it is. But, you know, I also have unnecessary memories of a lot of it. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Somehow not as miserable this year. Somehow. Somehow. Well, yeah, I was we were talking about this the other day in the Slack, I think, but like at least in twenty thirteen at this time you had A Rod going full villain mode and you know, it being kind of amusing in that way, and then Alfonso Soriano was doing his thing. So Yeah. Oh well. Alas, we Apparently Soriano just... was uh at the Marlins game the other day. Maybe Nestor sold him some uh, black market tickets. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he saw it on the story. He's like, hey, Nestor, it hit me up. <laughs> All right. I don't think we can lend this on any better notes. Uh, have a good week. Don't watch the Yankees. Farewell. Yeah.